The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. In this episode, we talk about miracles. Miracles. For real. Actual. Actual miracles. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. All right. Welcome to this episode that we're excited about, but also a little apprehensive about because we haven't ever spoken about this exact topic before. Have we not? Not that I recall. Not in seven years. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least. Hmm. All right. I think maybe we did, but a long time ago. Yeah. So we could do it again. Okay. For the people who weren't <laughs> necessarily there seven years ago. All right. Hi, everyone. Hello. Oh, speaking of for the people who were there from the beginning, mm-hmm. our what? friend Mishi. Oh, yeah. Right? We Quick have a shout, shout out, out. To, Mi- to Mishi. Yeah. <laughs> to Mishi, who did a really sweet Instagram story um, highlighting our podcast. So that was so nice of her. And her text on the Instagram story was trying to catch up to one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Check them out. Sienna and Toast. Aww. That's so sweet. And Mishi really was a day oneer. Mm-hmm. She's been there from day one. Mm-hmm. She used to have a podcast with her sisters and these days, you can check Mishi out on Instagram. She has a great Instagram feed that has all of her vegan dishes, as well as her fitness routines and her cats. Um, but what's amazing is that even though she does do some posts on food that she has out at restaurants, so much of what she posts are things that she actually makes. Yeah, she pretty much kills so it yummy in the, yes. in the vegan and fitness and fitness. Arena. Yeah, she's she's really like, transformed her entire back, life. Okay, yes, because she's, she's awesome. It. Yeah, but if you want to check out her Instagram, oh yes, her Instagram name or username, right, is what it is. Yeah. Is it's eccentric, but you spell it X X E N T R I C. Yep, so on Instagram. So if you want thanks Mishi yeah. for listening vegan and fitness Yay. stuff. Yeah. Check her out. Okay, so we are so excited because very soon we will be seeing some visitors who are also friends and podcast listeners. So we're so excited to hang out and do some Portlandy things with them. Within the next few days, it's going to be happening. I know, within the next few days. And you guys, we're so behind on our well, we're not behind on our podcast podcast but we're not ahead but we but, used to be ahead <laughs> and have a few episodes we were batching. in the bang and just release them but you know what life happens but we you can trust that we will be here and so this episode is coming out we're recording it a few days before it's going to come out actually mm-hmm. right right so and after that we may or may not we're going to play it by ear guys but we are thinking of trying to record a podcast oh, episode? Yes, yes, yes. With our friends and pod, fellow podcast listeners. Yes, just right here in Portland. Would, since we're all getting together, we'll see. I know. We'll I see. Would love to do that. Yeah, I would really love to do that. I'm just not sure how it would work 
with um, the technology. I mean, I guess we would pass the microphone around and yeah. and see instead of doing like a room mic, right? I think so. I think that's going to sound mic. better. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Wish us luck. <laughs> Hope we have something fun for you all to hear soon. But now... We're going to talk about the miracles. Yeah. So I love this because I grew up in a family where all kinds of weird stuff. (laughs) Well, people would think they're weird, you know, like woo woo, they would say, you know, or magical Mm -hmm. moments or, you know, things like that. And and other people would say, oh, wow, those are miracles. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was not unusual for me growing up. But what about you? toast I feel like it was the the opposite I that's my sense of my childhood and no I grew woo-woo. up no woo-woo I happening had, I mean I, I feel like the way that all children have an active imagination mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. love Christmas for instance that sort of thing and and the Easter Bunny and all that right believing in magic in that way yeah I relate to that but Looking back on my family, now that I have a wider context of Mm -hmm. the types of families that are out there, I don't think I would say my family dealt with miracles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. You know, it's odd though. Okay, I will qualify that. Okay. Because I grew up, I was raised Protestant, right? Evangelical, Christian, Sunday school. Uh, vacation Bible School. Those of those of you who know the the Christian culture will recognize those things. So there was a sense of, hey, pray for certain things, and mm-hmm. there's the hope and th- the some kind of belief that hey, prayer will prayer will help and change things. Well, and a watch big belief, right? That's the whole. Or no. I guess, but I the sense that I got at that time was it didn't feel magical. Oh, okay. I'll say that. Okay. I'll say that. It didn't feel magical. It felt more like a this is what a good Christian person does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of fell more into the category of what you should and what you ought to do like and proper behavior and how yeah yeah okay yeah. hmm but you grew up in a catholic home yes so i was raised catholic filipino catholic so that's like even more catholic <laughs> <laughs> can i say that i guess i mean i just i said it already um, the Catholic Church, yes, did very yes, did very uh, good work in the Philippines. Yes, yes, apparently. yes. So, uh, but you know, the women in our family very much were witchy. Yeah, were in tune with you know the divine, that shaman thing going on and from yet- way back <laughs> in the Filipino. But it was Days. hidden, but it was hidden in a way, like everyone was kind of doing their own thing, um, their own private, you know, relationship, exploring their private relationship with the divine right. in various ways. So can I because make a 
Okay. Make a clarification here. <laughs> so you grew up in a Catholic family, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about the women in your family line. Yes. And they're being in touch with the divine and stuff. Yeah. That was not necessarily part of their Catholicism, Catholicism in a strict Absolutely way. Absolutely not. Right? No. So there's, it's kind of no. like these two concurrent things yes. going on. To, it's two parallel s- things going on at the same time. Yes. Okay. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for that. So on one hand, we had Catholicism. So we were raised to pray a certain way, like on your knees before bed. Uh, you recited prayers. Every Sunday you went to church and you had to dress up and look nice and all that kind of stuff. So... And there were there was a lot of the guilt that you know the Catholic guilt that people talk about that's that's real in the sense that I definitely felt it mm. <laughs> and um but okay, so that on one hand, we had that going on on the other hand, I noticed my aunts kind of you know doing different things like, um, you know, using crystals, there was sage and pendulums. And, you know, even my, one of my great grandpas had a beautiful crystal collection, you know, like real crystals. Like he actually found them out in the wild. Himself. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He didn't go to, you know, Sedona store and buy them. Right. He didn't go to the new age store downtown. No, he didn't. And so (laughs) he went to the natural store. Yes. In the wilderness. Yes. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Nature. And so there were things happening, you know, there were books and, and things that as a very young girl, I would, I was very intrigued by, and I'd go in there, you know, when one aunt in particular didn't know and I would go and read you know look at her books um I could read very little but you know just like looking at the pictures and things like that but as I got older there were certain books that I would gravitate towards so anyway so these two worlds kind of coexisted and I'm so grateful for that because it really expanded my upbringing in Catholicism which felt very confining yes so did did you feel at that time that there was a conflict between those two or I or felt, did you feel like yeah this is just life it's so I knew that my grandma also was kind of woo-woo <laughs> and she was the most most catholic of us all okay. she also went to church on the weekdays you know so she was really devout in her in how she expressed her um devotion you know, her, her religion and what she chose to do. But at the same time, she was very intuitive and she was doing, you know, she, she was doing stuff too, but it just felt like you weren't supposed to be. (laughs) So I don't know that maybe that's why she, she tried to make us all feel guilty because she felt guilty. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Could be, yeah. So it definitely, it, it didn't feel embraced. It wasn't embraced. You had to hide that side okay. of yourself. So, um, but the reason I'm grateful for those two worlds is that I feel like the latter world of just that other kind of um, connection with the divine and the earth 
and crystals and things like that. I really feel like that left a part of my spirit open. Hmm. You know, it didn't just shut me down to my world is a Catholic world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like it, it still, it allowed me to stay open at the top. Yes. To explore other things because I, I know that as a kid, you know, I didn't have a choice. Like that's just what they taught me. Oh, go to catechism and yes, you know, you that's just, what they call it, right? Yeah, catechism, catechism. for school. Yeah, catechism. Um, you right. pray before bed. You know, you just you have no choice. You just have to do what they tell you to do. Right. When you're a kid and and your family decides, oh, we're going to raise them Christian, yes. or we're going to raise them Mormon, or we're going to raise them, then and that's part of a that's all your healthy living. upbringing. You know, they're giving you a structure, mm-hmm. but. As you get older, you know, there comes a time when you want to separate yourself from the tribe and to really question and go, hey, does this feel right to me? How does this feel to me? Mm -hmm. And then make a choice, you know, and choose it or or not choose it or what it might be. But um, I know that probably around the time I was in... Before high school, I would say, right before high school, I started to feel like this can't be all, you know, there's more than this. And there were definitely things I loved about Catholicism, but there there were other things that didn't sit well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that, I don't know if you relate to that with your... I do in the sense that I was raised Protestant, as I said, and... The question of the problem of evil, right? Mm. If God is good and all powerful, why is, do bad things happen? And that those types of questions and doubts definitely troubled me, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Um, but, you know, the church was such a big part of my life. It was our social life, all of our, most of my family's Mm -hmm. friends Mm -hmm. were through the church. So in one way, I think it was just a part of uh, just social life. Mm. Yeah. And you know what, that's, as I learned about Christianity and that that was different from Catholicism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw how the Christians, they would have potlucks. And the pancake. And the breakfast. pancake breakfast. And the spaghetti dinners. And, <laughs> and just all this, all this family feeling socialization around a nice meal. Um, I was like, I want to be Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it wasn't like that. And you Catholicism. know, Catholicism. Well, what's interesting is that I would say when I was around, I guess, high school and shortly after, maybe, I found myself really drawn to the ritual and the formalities of the Catholic Church. Mm. Because mm. growing up on the opposite end, mm-hmm. I felt that that's, that's what I was missing, right? So we kind of okay. came from opposite ends. On the, yep. on the Catholic side, it's all structure and formalities and rituals and everything is very formalized right? yep. there's a there's a way to do every single thing you just show up you go through these motions you're good versus <laughs> on or that at least that was my one way of perceiving it i guess and then on 
the other end of the spectrum where I was more raised is things are very informal. Hey, just show up and you can come to church even in shorts. Uh, oh, God, no. You know, and yeah, yeah, some of the older people didn't like that when no. the young kids would, you know, young people would do that. But hey, it's all informal because God just loves you. God doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, you just yeah. keep it informal and they're you never knew exactly what was going to happen at the church service. Mm-hmm. It had a general format, but there was there was no liturgy mm. of, okay, first you make this motion, then mm-hmm, you kneel mm-hmm. down, then you stand up. No, it's yeah. just, you just, yeah. And yeah, so, I, so I think, so I felt for myself, I had a hunger for a deeper sense of the sacred. Mm-hmm. Like, I through think, ritual, right? yeah. Through I think ritual. I think my heart was wanting something that f- that called for called for a sense of reverence, yeah. Instead of hey, yes. God loves everybody, so whatever. Oh yeah, no, right? Not in it's, Catholicism. No, God no. doesn't love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do X, Y, and Z before God will love you. But yeah, um, yeah. So th- those are the differences as we experience them. <laughs> so, anyways, we started thinking about how we were raised and our religions that we were raised in. And by the way, both Toast and I are not traditionally practicing Catholics nor traditionally practicing Christians, I would say. Mm -hmm. We have come to our own um, spirituality and structure and relationship with with the divine um, individually. And in some ways, certain things overlap. That feels just really good to us. But the reason why we thought about all of this is because I did want to share a story with all of you that I consider a miracle in a most, in the most traditional sense of the world word miracle, when you Mm -hmm. think of what that word means. Mm -hmm. Um, and it all started when I, when I first began Catholic school. And, um, so what happened is that, so this, this happened, this miracle happened. Yeah. When you were in what would would, would it have been seventh, seventh grade. grade, right? Yeah, okay, grade. because yeah. up until seventh grade, you were not in Catholic school. I was not. You I were was in, in public just school. regular public school yeah. in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes. yes. So you had your friends. Where you I had, had all my friends there. I had all of my friends there. Mm-hmm. I was the only one going away to a private school, which felt weird. Um, I also. It was just, okay, so this is how it is. <laughs> so the Catholic school that I went to was formed in the early 1900s. It's a very large school, um, very old buildings, and coming from a public school, going to this private school just felt and was so scary, you know, going to this big building and then now having a uniform to wear. And so I remember on my first day of school in seventh grade, and especially at that age, because at that at age, 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 you have your friends, that you, you, have, you don't have with, your friends anymore. Right? You care what people think in a big way, because right. that's just part of growing up. You want to fit in. You're trying to see mm-hmm. where do I belong? Mm-hmm. And I just did not feel like I belonged in this 
place because it felt very fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the way the building structures were at the time um, in the early 1900s, it was very ornate. Yeah, this big imposing stone yes. structure. Right? And I, so on my first day of school, school, I wore the wrong socks. The uniform was very to code and I had the right uniform I was wearing, but I wore the wrong socks. And you only discovered that after showing up at school, after, after being dropped showing off. Showing up thing? at school and I wore the wrong shoes. So already I'm standing out because I have the wrong socks and the wrong shoes on. And then not only that, but silly me, I had this idea <laughs> that once you get into seventh grade, that you didn't use a backpack. Hmm. Where's that from? I don't know why I didn't think. So I was carrying all of my books and this little bag that had, you know, my pens and stuff. Hmm. So here I am carrying all my books and I have no bag because I insisted that no, by the time, you know, you don't, you don't care. I don't know where the heck that came from because boy, did I have a backpack that I had to haul around after that. So anyways, I go to school and Everyone just felt so much smarter than me. I felt like I didn't belong there. I felt like nobody liked me. Nobody talked to me. Mm. I'm wearing the wrong clothes. I don't have a backpack. So now I'm a weirdo because I don't have, you know, where's my backpack? Everyone has a backpack. So why don't I have one? Um, And it was just such a challenging experience everyone else first day this is all in the first day everyone else knew each other Mm -hmm. because they all went to kindergarten through sixth grade at that school so they go to seventh grade and there were very few of us that were new Mm -hmm. coming in as seventh graders Mm -hmm. so I had such a hard time and I didn't feel like I belonged and even the whole cafeteria experience was different because in public school you're just served what you're served right you just get in line and yeah get your food and go sit down here was a whole different experience because now you had all these options (laughs) so then you don't so you're standing in different lines there's all different choices and that just feels weird and then you need to find where to sit so just that whole experience and I just missed my friends I felt like just like I didn't belong there did like you, I just didn't belong there did you feel worse and worse as the day went on as you realized oh my like, I felt, oh my gosh now I don't have a backpack yeah okay Yes. And the uniform was uncomfortable. Like every, you just felt ridiculous. I felt ridiculous in a uniform, you know, coming from a school where I could wear whatever I wanted. Now I'm in a uniform, wrong socks, wrong shoes, no backpack. And I'm set loose in the cafeteria with all these options Mm. and no friends, nowhere to sit. Mm -hmm. And all by yourself, all by myself. And, and not only that on the, also on the very first day of school, I walked in through the wrong doors. So basically, this school had a lot of structure, which I'm very grateful for. But one of the things they had structured is that there was a certain entryway that was only allowed to be used by seniors because that was part of the senior. Like, you are a senior <laughs> yeah, now. It's a status symbol and to so, be able to walk through yes, those doors. So as a senior, you can walk through these doors and walk to campus this way. <laughs> 
as a seventh grader, I walked through those doors mm. and I was told I wasn't supposed to walk through those doors. So I just did everything wrong. I couldn't have done anything more wrong. I, I did everything. I wore the wrong thing, all of it. So that first week was so hard. That was the first day. But the first week, I didn't feel like it was getting better. However, what happened on later uh, in that week is that one one of my, who would be a friend later, who would become a friend later, her mom was a very devout Catholic. And she would hand out, she was an amazing woman, and she would hand out prayer cards. And prayer cards are these beautiful, small cards, like the size of a baseball card, when you think of that. Mm -hmm. Prayer cards are very um, beautifully uh, formed cards that have full color on one side, and on the other side, it's a prayer. So on one side, it might have a saint on it, and on the other side, there's a prayer that specifically uh, invokes that saint's energy, hmm. and you are praying to that saint. And so when I first met uh, my friend's mother, she was handing out prayer cards, and she said, here, here, take a prayer card. And I remember when I took it from her, I was struck by how beautiful the card was. Mm. So it had the St. Therese on it. St. Therese was on the cover, on the card. And it was a painting painting of of her. her. And it had beautiful, um, like gold embossing on that one side of the card. And I just remember like, wow, this is so pretty. And I treated it very much um, like precious. Was it like a medievalish style, like a stained glass kind of rendering? Not a, of no, no, not a, a stained glass. Just, it had just, it was like a, um, like what you said, like a painting okay. of the saint. Mm-hmm. The colors were very rich and the edging had nice gold on it. And um, so I put it in my new backpack by, mm-hmm. by the first <laughs> end of the first week. I had a backpack, put it in my backpack. And I remember um, that same day, it was lunchtime and everyone went off to lunch because everyone just knew where they belonged and where they were going to go. And I stayed behind that day and I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to lunch because it just felt so uncomfortable to me still. And I remembered the prayer card, and I, I took it out of my bag, and I sat at my desk all alone in the classroom. No one else was there. And at a distance, I could hear, you know, kids playing and laughing and just what sounded like living and fun and life. And I still wanted to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But here I was in the classroom all alone. The lights were off. Um, and... I'm just there at my desk in my uniform looking at this beautiful card now in my hands. And I felt so alone in that moment. And I remember I flipped the card around and I started to read the prayer. So I pulled it up because I thought it would help to give the example of this moment. So Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and read it. So the prayer... Again, this is St. Therese, and there's lots of different prayers, St. Teresa, there's so many different saints out there. So this one is um, My Novena Rose Prayer. 
So I read the prayer, and it goes, O little Saint, O little Therese of the child Jesus, please pick for me a rose from the heavenly gardens and send it to me as a message of love. O little flower of Jesus, ask God today to grant the favors I now place with confidence in your hands. And here, this part of the prayer is where you mention your specific requests. And I remember praying and asking to help me to feel accepted. Mm. Help me to find friends and to feel like I belong here. So that was my specific request to this saint. And the prayer goes on. Saint Therese, help me to always believe you, believe as you did in God's great love for me. So that I might imitate your little way each day. Amen. Very simple simple prayer. Mm. So that's what I prayed. And I remembered as I sat there, I felt one way as I began the prayer. But right after I prayed it, I truly felt this wash of calm come over me. Mm. Like I just, it was like an exhale, you know, just like, I just felt grounded, calm, and safe. And in fact, I got up and I was ready to go to lunch and to try again and be out there with these people (laughs) and Mm -hmm. to, to just go out there. But as I stood up from my desk, and this is the part that's the miracle, (laughs) as I stood Mm -hmm. up, there were yellow roses at my feet. And so this saint, this saint is known as little flower and it's mentioned in the prayer that i just read little flower and it's said that if she hears your prayer a shower of roses will bestowed upon you will be bestowed upon you and this was such an example of you know i mean it's it's literal and there were roses at my feet, like yellow roses at my feet roses. that weren't there earlier during class time. There mm-hmm. was no reason mm-hmm. um, for them to really be at my feet. No one else came into the room to put roses there at my feet <laughs> while I was praying. Um, and so this was, but here's the thing. When I saw the roses, I didn't wig out. Like I wasn't like, <laughs> Oh my God, there's roses at my feet. Some, something was just, uh, it felt natural for them to be there. And I remember picking up the roses and instead of keeping them, putting them in my backpack or like saving them for, you know, to remember this moment by or anything like that. I remember picking them up and then putting them on the altar in the classroom. So that every classroom had an altar And if you're Catholic, a lot of times Mary will be on your altar. And so I put the roses there. You just laid them down. I laid them down at the altar. And then I went off to lunch. How many roses are we talking about here? Well, it wasn't a dozen roses. Now, (laughs) later, probably more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't just one rose. Like six or seven roses. And um, later, I found out from the the person that gave me the prayer card, Mm -hmm. I found out that this person... (laughs) This saint? 
Or no, the person who gave you the prayer the card? The person who gave me the prayer card. Okay. I found out that she gets mysterious roses all the time. Mm. I found that out later in my life as I got to know my friend and her mother that she would always have roses and every time I would go to their house I would always see red roses in her house Mm. and I never you know asked why until later in life but (laughs) it was just a really special moment in my life because after that no matter what happened and I shared some stuff that happened before you know um, Mm -hmm. in another podcast no matter what I feel like this experience of a true miracle really helped to give me a touchstone that of hope of that there is more out there than just me. Yes. You know, it's yes. so much bigger than just me and my problems or whatever I'm going through. Mm-hmm. There is another force. There is God. There is something that is watching out for me that yes. is hearing me mm-hmm. where I could matter. Yes. You know, I matter. This showed me that I mattered. Someone heard me. Mm-hmm. How I mean, and I can't explain how the roses got there. Right. But later, days later, that's when I freaked out and I was like, "Oh my god, roses <laughs> showed up." Um but yeah, so that's that was the miracle. No kidding. Man, kind of crazy, right? Kind of. I mean, because that's it, like a traditional, I, that's a traditional Miracle. That's a full on hundred percent. When you think of a miracle, miracle, it's like because oh, you weren't. It's not. It's not like you put on a blindfold and said the prayer, and so you couldn't see if somebody tiptoed into, the, <laughs> right? It's like you were reading. Yeah, I was the reading, card. so my eyes so weren't your closed. Eyes had to be open, mm-hmm. but your heart and your soul, your mind was in a posture of supplication. You yes, were I, wanting help. You were reaching out to the divine other, whatever mm-hmm. was out there. Mm-hmm. You were just, you know, I need help. Please I help me. I want help. So badly wanted help. <laughs> so I really wanted it to change. I wanted my life to be different. I didn't think I was going to survive it. And granted, you know, in seventh grade, everything is more dramatic than it probably <laughs> is. But I think we can all agree that that feeling I had of being alone, feeling alone, feeling like the misfit, feeling like people were looking at me and like that I didn't belong there. That's not purely a seventh grade feeling. Mm-hmm. That's a feeling I think we can all identify with today. At some to various point, degrees, yes, right, yes, and in various areas of our life, yes, that feeling of insecurity or mm-hmm. a feeling of, or like, how do I anxiety. change what is happening? Yes, right now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm in a space where my life looks a certain way, and I cannot survive this. Like, mm-hmm. or you feel mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how and how long is this going to go on for? And how am I going right. to even make it tomorrow? How am I going to get up tomorrow, come back to this school and feel so lonely and like a misfit? How do I do that? And this is just the first week of school. Mm-hmm. How do I continue on? You know, mm-hmm. so I think we all can identify with that feeling. How do you take a life that just where you have so much discontent around it? Mm-hmm. How do you take that and change it? When you know there's got to be something better, 
There's got to be something better than what I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. now. And then how do you get from life A to life B, life B being the, the life you want? How do you do that, you know? And so really, this whole, we wanted to, we thought this would be a good story to share because not only is it cool when you hear about other people's <laughs> miracles mm-hmm. and, and please share miracles of your own if you're comfortable doing that. I, I, we would love to That's hear that. some of I our love favorite that stuff. stuff. Yes. Um, but really to let, to remind us all that we're not alone. Right. You know, we're not alone in this. And even though all of us have varying degrees of feelings of discontent and feelings of longing, um, and even varying degrees of our desire to change. You know, we're also not all at the same level of how much we want to change our lives. But in this example, I wanted to change my life. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So I turned to prayer. And um, that's a great place to turn. Yes, it is. Yep. So anyways, to close out that story, though, I do have to say that shortly thereafter... I met two best friends, Mm -hmm. Um, and I found, I started to find my place in that school, and I felt really good. And I think, I think the important thing is, as cool as the roses are, and they're cool, (laughs) the real, Mm. in, in one way, the essence and the the real truth of the miracle was the change in how your heart felt before and after the prayer. Oh, because totally. Yeah. The heart yep. that you had before the prayer was one of anxiety and insecurity and fear mm-hmm. and dread about your life at this school and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. And in that, in that posture of supplication and asking and, and basically it's a, posture of humility it's a mm-hmm. posture of surrender mm-hmm. of saying i i'm willing to let go of this feeling that i don't want yeah help me i yeah. want something different right and then the real miracle is the fact that after the prayer you got that you got exactly that yeah you felt at peace you mm-hmm. felt strong mm-hmm. you felt stable you felt like no Thing, th- things are completely different now. You, yeah. You, I really you, did feel that way. That yeah. sounds so dramatic, but mm-hmm. I really did feel it was like a completely different feeling. Yeah. Completely different. It was like that other feeling that I didn't want was just lifted from mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. lifted from my shoulders. Yep. That I've had that same experience too. And maybe I can talk about that in a future episode, but that experience, I count as that's a miracle that is a miracle man that's a miracle and that's what yes the bible in the bible is described as the peace that passes understanding yeah you can't explain it it's not a mental intellectual thing it's just an energy feeling in your heart that you know what i'm at peace Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. is okay and the roses are like this gorgeous symbol of that yeah, that's the language of our universe in its magical state. We we live in I a know. world. We live in a world where miracles like this happen. Yes. Yes. And I really think that you know what? And we 
We we could stand to do like a miracle episode, like have to, to <laughs> what share. Do you mean? We just did one. No, but I mean like as a regular feature because oh. we've had we've had so many other things like cool this happen. Things, yeah. You know, this was just probably my earliest, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, so I think that hopefully this story, uh, some of you I know are just like, yeah, you just believe it. You believe this story and you just like, yeah, I, I know what you're I talking about. Let me tell you my story. Yeah, <laughs> but I know some of you are like, what? But hopefully that for just anyone listening, this just opens you up a little, if you weren't open before, to the idea of this miracle mindset, you know, being able to tune into the fact that there is this, it's not just us. There is another energy, you know, whether it's the divine, whether it's the, whether it's the universe, life force, whatever you want to call it, God, goddess, whatever it is, it's not just us. There's this other amazing energy yeah that we are co-creating and working with at all time mm-hmm. there are layers and depths and dimensions to our existence yes. that we don't see with our physical eyes mm-hmm. all the time and learning the tools to work with this energy can truly help to create an incredible life like i did for my seventh grade existence <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I will tell you that shortly thereafter, I did uh, realize, hey, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> so I'll just throw that in there. <laughs> Thank you, God. So my life Thank became you, very Jesus. full. <laughs> That's true. I'm That's right. Okay. So God anyways, is, right. is more than, yeah, the straight and narrow, man. There's more than we we understand in the intellectual sense. All right. So anyways, hope you enjoyed the episode. And um, next week, we will be speaking about our experience at the Grotto. And you'll find out what that is yes. next week. So if you love this episode, please check out our show notes. We try to put up pictures and stuff like that. And you can leave comments on our blog, Mm -hmm. sign up for our email list and Mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. And uh, until next time. And leave a review. Oh, yeah, you can leave a review, too. Leave a review on iTunes. Click the stars. And you can just even write one word. You can write one one word for the title and then one word for the review. Oh, that's true. You have to write two Two words. words. But it could be the same word. Twice (laughs) twice the amount of work. (laughs) All right. That's true. It could be the same word. So we will see you all later. This is Sienna. And this is Toast. Telling you to love life. Live free. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey. 
and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.